there, everyone. Welcome to the Teach Them Diligently podcast. Every week, we bring you simple answers to help your homeschool family thrive. I'm Leslie Nunnery, and I am so glad you're here. This week, you're in for a real treat. Kathy Morrissey of The Character Corner is joining us today. Now, Kathy is a veteran homeschool mom of eight, all who have graduated and launched. In today's podcast, Kathy's going to share a lot of what God has taught her through the years, as well as provide some great information and resources to help you not only focus on the academics as you homeschool, but the more important issues of relationships with your kids, character training, and pointing them to God. Plus, she has some unbelievable freebies available for you that you do not want to miss. I'm telling you, they're awesome, so stay tuned. Before Kathy and I start chatting all about character, I wanted to officially thank our sponsor for today's episode. AOP was here before homeschooling was accepted, before it was a movement, before you were told you had to stay home, before it was popular. Their mission today remains the same as it did 45 years ago when they began, to educate, inspire, and change lives through curriculum that promotes academic excellence and Christian values. Discover the benefits of a Christian homeschool education and learn more about AOP's award-winning homeschool options today at AOP.com or call them at 1-800-622-3070. Again, visit AOP.com or give them a call at 1-800-622-3070. And now, won't you join me in welcoming Kathy Morrissey to the Teach Them Diligently podcast. You guys, welcome back to another episode here at the Teach Them Diligently podcast. I'm really excited to have Kathy Morrissey joining us today. Kathy is a mom of eight. She homeschooled for 31 years, so she knows what she is talking about. Um, And she's got a great ministry and and, um, set of resources called the Character Corner. So I'm really excited for you to meet her and to be able to hear uh, more today about how to instill character, how to teach character to your children and why that's so important. So Kathy, welcome to the podcast. Podcast today. Thank you. Um, can you tell us before we dive in just a little bit about uh, you know what what led you to start the character corner and why are you kind of keying on this whole issue of character anyway? Um, I believe that my focus on character actually started when my husband and I made the decision to homeschool and we went to a conference and heard a session on character and it just really resonated with us. And we realized that while there are a lot of benefits to homeschooling academically, um, character training is even more important than the academics. And it lays the foundation for your kids to be more successful in life or even just in the academic part of the homeschooling when they have that foundation of godly character. Oh, it absolutely does. I have talked to so many people um, about the fact that 
when you focus on on character, when you really instill that in your children, you're giving them the tools to go back and finish hard things or to, right. you know, to 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 address things that aren't right in a godly way, a way that makes sense. So this truly is such an important conversation to have and such an important thing to focus on within our families. Yes. So how then have you learned over the years, how do kids learn character in the first place? Well, I, I want to focus on three ways. I know there are probably others, but to me, these are the three main ways. And I think one that we kind of tend to forget is just by example or social exposure. Yeah. And as parents, of course, we set an example for our kids and they're watching us. So even when we're not intentionally training them in character, their character is being formed in either a positive or a negative way by what we allow, what we correct or don't correct, um, what we example. So with that in mind, I think it's important, obviously, that we try to be um, faithful to develop character and keep growing in character as parents. But also it's good to expose our kids to godly role models. We try to um, point out people to our kids that showed good character in certain areas um, we introduce them to a lot of missionaries who are a great example of godly character, and we would have them read like novels, or not novels, but um, biographies about Christian men and women with godly character. And we were also careful to protect them from the wrong influences because the wrong friendships or reading the wrong things, watching the wrong things, all of those also are going to affect how their character develops. So um, example and social exposure is one way. Another one that I I think we fail to look at this as a good thing and an opportunity, and that's the thing of discipline and correction or training. So many times as homeschooling parents, we get busy, and when we have to stop doing the schoolwork to correct a child, we get frustrated, maybe not at first, but by the third or fourth time of having to stop what we're doing to go and correct, we just kind of slam our books down and say, you know, how can I teach these kids anything when I'm always having to stop to correct? But I like to remind parents that whenever our children show wrong behavior, wrong attitudes, wrong actions, whatever, that it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity that we have to take them to God's word and show them what God says about that and what pleases him and then help them to grow in that area by giving them biblical examples in teaching and training. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, the third way that they learn is through intentional positive teaching. I think it's important to have a plan for teaching your kids character and to do it intentionally. If you think character training is a great thing and, you know, I hope my kids have it, it's not going to just happen because they live in your home or because you homeschool. And I think sometimes we look at uh, like some veteran homeschoolers that have great families, great kids, and we look at them and think, well, if I homeschool, that's that's how my kids will turn out. But what we fail to see is the behind the scenes work that went into that. Um, those parents probably took time regularly to train their children in character and had a plan for helping their kids develop character. So we have to have a plan. I always say that to fail to plan is to plan to fail. So those are my three ways that kids learn character. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, you know, as you were talking through all of them, there's there's a lot to kind of go back and just kind of unpack a little bit more even because we noticed as our kids were growing up that if they were exposed to, let's say, you know, cartoons or something that we would not ordinarily allow them to watch, the attitudes of either that or the friends that they were hanging out with, if, if you know, that was not really 
that the people that we normally that they normally hung out with, we could see that just like oozing into our family. So we were so very careful with what they watched, who they hung out with, and that kind of thing, especially when they were so young that they were forming, like all right. of that character was being was being seeded. It was being planted. And, you know, as they get older, they, they get more freedom because they're they're getting more developed in their character. They're able to make choices and so on. But especially with our young ones, we need to be so careful what we're exposing them to because right. those those attitudes and actions just really ooze into our own family so easily through those little little minds. Right, I agree. So yeah, that is that is such an important thing. And so you talked about a plan. And so I would love to know how you set up a plan for teaching character to your kids. Okay. Um, I actually have several um, things that I encourage parents to do that are to include in their plan. The first two are probably the most important ones. And the first would be that we need to start early, which you kind of just talked about. And when we start early, we need to have a lifestyle that's designed with purpose. I think many times we're so vague in our goals and we just want our kids to turn out good and to love God. But we're not sure what that looks like. I always like to um, tell the little story. Rub Bradley shares it in his book, Child Training Chips. And he talks about how it's kind of like, you want to teach your kids about the Lord, but we don't have a, de- a clearly defined goal for that. And it's like baking a cake and you don't know if it's going to be an ice cream cake or a peach cobbler. So we just keep throwing in things, hoping that it will be edible. And it's so much better for parents to define their goal and then create a plan to accomplish it. So I think it's important to start early and know what your goals are and where you want your kids to be after 18 years or approximately that some take longer um and i love the verse in second peter 1 5 i think that tells us what we need to focus on where it tells us add to your faith virtue or character and to character knowledge god says first we need to build our kids faith point them to him get his word into them then develop the character and then the knowledge and that's, we need to start with that. That needs to be the purpose of our days is to keep those priorities in place. And I believe that when you develop obedience and attentiveness, your kids are going to do better than in the academics. You really can't teach them anything if you haven't followed those priorities that God says are important. Mm. So I, I really feel that many homeschooling parents, the reason they get frustrated and stressed and burned out is because they haven't laid that foundation of character. They've just focused right on the knowledge and their kids don't have the character yet. They don't even maybe have the faith developed where they have a desire to please God and develop that character. So I think it's very important to start early and have purpose and focus on those those priorities as you schedule your days. And then the second one's just as important, since godly character begins on the inside with a close relationship with Jesus, we have to teach our kids to think God's thoughts. There's a process, everything starts with thoughts, thoughts lead to actions, actions develop into habits, which then grows into character. So we want to start, that all started back with their thoughts. So we wanna focus on helping them think God's thoughts. And I know many parents think, well, how do I do that? We're already so busy with all the topics, Mm -hmm. but it's not that hard. And honestly, I feel it's the first thing we should do in the day is start our day with getting them in the word. So there's many different ways, like read the Bible with them, to them, depending on their age. I really think it's important and helpful to correct your children with it when you see those wrong attitudes 
or behaviors or the wrong words, take them to God's word. Um, I remember the time that we, um, one of the times we did this with our oldest daughter and she'd been having trouble all week with her tongue. Just like her attitude, her tone, saying things that weren't very kind to her siblings, a tinge of disrespect. And um, I had been correcting her throughout the week. And finally, at the end of the week, I realized this isn't helping. <laughs> this isn't changing anything. So I called her into the kitchen and I, I asked her the simple question, when we have a problem and we need help, where do we go for answers? And she said, well, to the Bible. I said, that's right. And this week you've been having a problem with your tongue. So let's go to God's word and see what he says. Let's see what God says about using our words. And so I took her to Proverbs and I had her read a few verses about the tongue that I had picked out and given her the reference for. And I went in the other room while she did that. I told her, um, read them, write down a couple, and then I want you to memorize the one that you think will help you the most. And um, I left to help one of the other kids with something. And when I came back, she was just all excited. She goes, Mom, I love this. She goes, I think it's such a great idea to just have verses to go to when you struggle or when you need help. And that just made me so happy because that isn't that our goal in parenting? Exactly. When our kids have a problem or a need, we want them to go to God's word. And I believe that starts when you use God's word in correcting and training from the time that they're young. Um, I will throw in here because this is something I get asked at almost every conference I speak at. I always have at least one parent come to me and say, well, if you use God's word all the time and you're kind of hitting your kids over the head with it, aren't they going to hate God's word? And my answer to that is it all depends on your spirit when you do it. If you go to them with, God hates it when you do this, let's see what he says, that's kind of hitting them over the head. We try to approach it more with um, like a heavy heart. I know you love God and I know you want to please him, but when you did this, God was not happy. Let's see what his word says about it. Let's find you some help. So um, correcting with it is a great way to get it into their thoughts. Another side benefit, um, as busy moms, sometimes we don't get a lot of time in God's word like we would hope to. So the more you correct your kids throughout the day, you're getting God's word in your own heart. To, so I found that always helped my attitude as well as theirs. Yeah, um, absolutely. Well, and I also, while you're on that point, um, the other thing that I have found in using God's word uh, with with my children, correcting my children and so on, is as David and I are honest in how God's word is impacting us. When when the Lord shines a light on something that we're doing wrong and we are we are humble enough to say, hey, that was wrong. We shouldn't have reacted to you in that way or whatever. That also is a great example. And it shows the kids that God's word is living in us and training right. us as well as we are wanting it to train them. Exactly. And that's actually one of my points that I was coming to. Oh, sorry. Um, so you jumped the gun. <laughs> but I will kind of touch on that because that's so important. Um, but back to getting God's word in their heart. One other thing I really suggest is helping your kids memorize God's mm -hmm. word because then it's right there in their thoughts. And when they are struggling, those verses will come to their mind to guide them. Um, we used to sing scripture to help them memorize it. We would recite it with action, you know, with motions, we would do pictures, we made it fun, and we would review and review till they knew it well. And my kids learned a lot of scripture by doing that. And yes, it took time. But I remember asking the kids once because we had memorized, um, oh, I don't even know, 
many passages and we would review them every day. My husband would help me with this. The kids would come and review them. And we, we had a chart. We would give them a star if they could still say the passage because we didn't want them to just learn it for a week. You know, we wanted right. it to stay. And I remember asking them one day, um, this is really starting to take a lot of time. Do you want to quit reviewing the old ones and just focus more on the newer ones? And they were pretty adamant with a resounding no, because what if we lose our Bible someday? We want to keep God's mm. word in our hearts. And I thought that was really exciting that they yeah, knew the awesome. importance of that. Um, yeah. And I remember from singing it and quoting it often, like just an example of it being in their minds, we were talking one night at dinner. I don't know how it came up, but we were talking about a war and the word refuge was mentioned in the course of the conversation. And immediately one of my kids started to quote a passage that we had memorized and said the verse, the Lord God also will be a refuge for the oppressed. And then one of my other kids said the next verse and they went on and quoted the whole passage because of wow. that one word. And again, isn't that what we want? When they hear a word or a thought or an idea, I want scripture to just immediately come to their minds. So getting God's word into their hearts and minds is one of the best things you can include in a plan to build their character. Um, the third thing, these are going to go quicker now. Um, I think it's important to choose specific goals or traits to focus on. And a lot of times parents come to me and they say, you know, my kids have no character. I don't even know where to start. So I always suggest, um, Thinking about the thing that frustrates you every day in your parenting or your homeschool is it the fact that they're not listening to you. You have to tell them over and over. Well, start with obedience. Um, maybe you tell them, but they're kind of distracted. Focus on attentiveness. Whatever that area is that you're frustrated about usually goes back to a character quality. So start with the one that's bugging you <laughs> and then go from there. And then focus on that trait for a week or a month. And then the thing I told you I was going to talk about is pray that you'll exemplify that trait. Yeah. We have to practice what we teach. And I know for me, sometimes it was a temptation when I was working through a character book with them, when we would get to a certain character trait, and I would think, oh, well, this one's next week, but if I tell my kids about this, they're going to look right at me and say, well, what about you, mom? You don't ever do that or whatever. And so my, I was tempted to just skip that trait and go to the yeah. next one. <laughs> but when we do that, we're just passing on our weakness to our children. So right. I had to be willing to submit to God's training in my life also and tell the kids, you know, we're starting this trait. And to be honest, mom or mom and dad, dad, whoever, um, we struggle in this area. So we're going to work right along with you and we're going to pray for you and you pray for us and we'll work together. And then if we mess up, we just, like you said, we'd apologize and say, I was really a bad example there. I'm still growing along with you. And I think that encourages our kids to see that even as adults, even though we struggle, we keep trying. So Absolutely. we have, yeah, we have to pray that we'll be an example. And then number six, it's important to correct consistently. Once you start working on these character traits, and your kids know what obedience and attentiveness and self-control and some of those things look like and what you kind of um, expect from them, it's important to be consistent about expecting it and correcting them. I think the reason many parents struggle with anger is because they let those little things go. Mm. And then one little thing after another gets you to that boiling point where you're just like that's it and you lash out in anger and you yell you know you say things you shouldn't so it's important to be consistent and that will help you stay calm and it will also show your kids this this is important enough that she's right. taking the time to keep working with us on this 
Um, I always say, don't let those little weeds go. We, we sometimes think, oh, that's just a little thing. I don't feel like dealing with it. I'm tired or I'm busy. But I always um, like to make the example of someone weeding their garden. They don't go out and just pull the big weeds and leave the little ones. They pull them all because if they leave those little ones, they're going to get bigger and the roots get deeper. So they're harder to pull out. And it's the same way when we let those little seeds of rebellion go or the bad attitude, the roots get deeper in the hearts of our kids. And then it's harder to change and correct that. That tree starts growing the wrong way. Yeah. Um, number seven, I think it's very important for your kids and for the parent to measure and check progress because that way the kids know that they're growing. And as a parent, you realize, yes, what, what I'm doing is working because honestly, sometimes when you do these things, when you're really focusing on God's word regularly and character training, there may be times when you feel your kids are getting worse. Um, I remember calling a good friend of mine one day and saying, you know, the more training I do, the more I use scripture, the more we memorize, the more character training I do, the worse these kids are getting. And she very calmly, she kind of chuckled because she, she knew that's how we feel sometimes. But she said, Kath, you know where those thoughts are coming from. Hmm. The devil wants you to get discouraged. He wants you to feel that what you're doing isn't working. And also I feel that he, um, we're under attack more because we're using God's word and there's power there and he knows that. So we need to have a way to check progress. And I will be sharing an idea, something we did for that. Um, also encourage often. That's something I struggled with. Um, I'm not one of these people who's just always like, oh, that's wonderful. Yay, you. Um, so I had to work. I probably erred more on this side of always noticing the bad behavior. I, I would catch myself some days correcting like my more challenging child repeatedly. And then all of a sudden I, I would hear God's voice just speaking to me and reminding me, if you don't encourage that child, they're going to give up. Yeah. And I think sometimes in our effort to raise good, godly children, we get focused on the negative behavior in them and we forget to encourage them when they're trying. And sometimes it's because we just expect big steps of growth and it doesn't happen overnight. Character training is a process. That's my next point is don't expect everything at once. It's a process. And that's why God gave us our kids for at least 18 years. Some yeah. of them need longer. <laughs> um, but I, I think too, sometimes we just expect, like I remember one time, this is a great example. I, I was frustrated with my kids not being responsible. They never could um, remember, quote unquote, remember to do their jobs. And it was really just, they were not being responsible. So I, I said, okay, we need to start having some character lessons about being responsible. And um, I did a great week of lessons on that. And I just kind of thought right away things would do, be better. You know, they'd start being responsible. And when they weren't, I was really disappointed. And then I realized, wait a minute, stop and look at it. You, you haven't been reminding them every day. Maybe you've had to every third day. Or maybe, you know, the child who always did a really sloppy job is doing a little bit better. So you have to look for those little baby steps of progress and encourage them about that because then they want to do more. And I really believe that we have to let our kids know what pleases us and what pleases God because then they know what we want, that what they should repeat. Kids want to please us. So we need to let them know what does. And then I think the last thing I would encourage you to do when you set up a plan is keep yourself motivated. Um, listen to podcasts, read good parenting books, listen, you know, whatever form you like to take in information, keep, keep yourself motivated through good teaching and encouraging because it's easy to get excited about this, but then you kind of um, just gradually like 
slack off on it and start letting things go or skipping it because you get caught back up in the academics. And that's so easy to do in homeschooling because we want to make sure our kids keep up. We want them to be where all the other kids are. And I know for myself, sometimes come May, I would realize after missing, you know, weeks of school because of traveling to conferences, all of a sudden we're way behind. And so I would say, okay, we're going to do school every day. We're going to do double. And within three days, the attitudes were horrible because yeah. I we weren't focusing on what was important. So um, it's important to stay motivated so you remember what your priorities are. Yeah, absolutely. Um, really great points there. Um, as, as we were going through, I was taking notes as quickly as I could, as I'm sure everyone else was. Um, but so based on those, then can you give us some practical examples of ways to teach that character? Yes. Um, one of the things I mentioned earlier is the measuring and checking progress. When the kids were young, um, because of the fact that, well, a couple things, I often focused on the negative and I wanted to look for the good in them and also to encourage them. We designed simple character charts. Um, we made one that's just called excellence and character. And down the side, we put all the character traits that the kids had learned so far or ones we were planning to teach them. And then we have um, a column for each of the kids with their name at the top. And I told the kids we were gonna just have a little character contest and I was gonna watch for them to show good character. And when I saw them doing something that was reflective of good character, they would get what we would call it a plus, just a little tally mark under their name for that trait. So if I came down in the morning and one of my kids was picking up toys, I would say, oh, you're showing initiative. Good job, I'm gonna give you a plus. Usually when I would do that, other kids would start looking for ways to show character. <laughs> and so it kind of got the day off to a good start. It kept me looking and encouraging. Instead of yeah. saying, you're being lazy, I was able to say, oh, look at you. you. You were so obedient when I asked you to do that. You smiled and said, yes, ma'am, and hopped right to it. You know, So it was a great way to encourage them and keep me more positive. And then after we had a set time, I think the first time we did this, we went maybe two weeks and we said we'd have a character celebration then with a special treat and we would choose a winner and we chose the winner based on who had the most marks for the character trait that we drew out of a bowl. Oh. And um, then we would give the winner just something from the dollar store, a little toy or pack of gum or something. But for kids, it was, it was you know, encouraging. And they were excited. And then we had character ribbons made that said excellence and character, let us not be weary and well-doing. And they would get to choose what color they wanted out of the ribbons. And um, the kid, everyone would cheer for them and get excited. But we noticed after doing this a few times that sometimes, especially the younger kids, would get kind of discouraged or dis disappointed because they might have had a lot of marks, but they didn't have enough for the trait that we chose. So they didn't ever win. So we decided to do something that would also show that they were growing, even if they weren't the winner for the week or the month. Um, and we designed another very similar chart. It's called a growth and character chart. We put the same traits down it but we have little squares that they could fill in and each child has their own growth chart. So after we chose the winner, we would let them look at the chart and say, now let's see if you can fill in squares on your growth chart to see how you grew and what traits you grew. And, and if they have five marks, let's say for um, diligence, they could fill in a square on their growth chart for diligence. So that way we were recognizing them for the progress that they made. And honestly, this worked well to the kids were probably 11 or 12, when they got to around 12, they didn't get quite as excited about yeah. the toy stores. Um, I did find it was good to team my teenagers up. Sometimes I would team them up with the younger ones mm -hmm. and 
like I remember one of my older boys was always I, I, he probably picked it up from me, which I was trying to not do, but he would always be like, oh, you're not being obedient. Oh, you're not showing diligence <laughs> or whatever. And I thought, you know, I want to channel that into sibling encouragement, not, you know, criticism. So I asked him, I just pulled him aside one day and I said, you know, I need your help. I want to encourage the kids. And I know a lot of times they do things that show good character and I'm busy or I just forget to pay attention and give them a mark. So I want you to help me. And he thought that was really cool to be able to give marks to the kids. And he was also encouraging his siblings, which siblings love that when an older sibling says something positive. So that kind of kept the teens involved and it kept them watching. And also it was a reminder to them to keep their character where it should be. I'm so trying to yeah, what they're modeling, it's its such a good way for those older kids to recognize that they they actually are now the mentors. They are right. the ones that these younger ones are looking to, and it is a great lesson for them. Yes, and I love that we encouraged our older kids that they were like missionaries in their home. Their younger siblings looked up to them, and they had a wonderful opportunity yep. to mentor them and guide them by their example. Um, So those were something that were really fun. And I think I gave you a link that will probably be in the notes. And it's for a lot of our printables. They can print these charts. Um, They can download the charts and print them to use in their family. So um, another thing we did for a while, we wanted to give our kids role models. I mentioned that earlier. And there was a time when I was pregnant and I was sick. I was having a rough pregnancy. And we had a friend from church who watched my kids occasionally. She was real good with them and um, kind of knew where we stood on things, so we felt they were safe there. And um, I remember one day when she brought the kids back, she said, Kathy, if there's anything I can do for you, let me know. I'd love to help you. And she said that all the time. I mean, she would go buy me food. She would take the kids. She would go to the store, whatever I needed. She was just a servant. And I remember that particular day when she brought the kids back and said that. My husband was home, and we both looked at each other after she left and said, wow, what an example of being a servant. And then it hit us both. It was like a light bulb came on and said, hey, why don't we start honoring these adults and doing a little celebration with them, inviting them over and having a little thing where we just express our thanks to them for their example to our children. So we did that with her and several other adults for different traits. We would have them come over. My husband would just do a little thing about, um, you know, we're trying to train our kids in godly character. We want to thank you for your example of being a servant or um, kindness, whatever. And then the kids would quote a passage that related, sometimes sing a song that related, and we would give them a little gift and a certificate of appreciation, and then we'd just have a treat together. And the cool thing about this is uh, most of these people were from our church or they were family members, and my kids got to know all these people. And often I would see my younger kids at church, instead of running around with all their um, peers, they were going around from one adult to the next that we had gotten them acquainted with. And they would just go talk to them and then go to the next person. And that was really our goal. They were mm-hmm. spending time with godly adults. Yeah. And that was just another way to give them role models, people they could look up to and spend time with. So that was something we really enjoyed and the kids enjoyed it. Um, Obviously, I'm going to encourage teaching daily lessons. Um, Character training doesn't just happen. So it's important to teach lessons daily. And we can talk about that at the end, some suggestions on that. Um, The fourth thing I would suggest is teaching responsibility through chores. 
sometimes we tend to do it all as a mom because it's easier or we do it better. But really, we do our kids and their future made a great disservice if we don't teach them to help and be responsible in the home. So that's a great way to teach them responsibility. Give them jobs, make them responsible for remembering them and for doing them um, as well as they're able to based on their age and ability. So I suggest having a chart for that and um, keeping them going, growing in responsibility. And then of course, this I kind of talked about this, but to be more practical, the daily interaction in the home gives you many opportunities to teach character outside of the book time or the lesson right. time. Um, for example, with several kids in our home, eight kids, we had opportunities almost every day to teach our kids to be a peacemaker. You know, mm-hmm. when your siblings being hard to get along with or they're picking at you about something silly, just overlook that offense and be the peacemaker. You don't have to fight about it. You can just agree to disagree. Teach them how to be a peacemaker. Um, kindness, when, when your little brother or sister wants a toy you're playing with, offer to share it with them or take turns. Um, self-control. Now we had what uh, a couple kids that I called our difficult or challenging children, and they gave all of us, including me, opportunities every day to practice self-control. <laughs> so that was something where I was able to teach the kids. You know, I know sometimes your brother or your sister really annoys you or does things that make it hard for you to be kind but you need to have self-control. And of course we had to work with that challenging child as well to be better in that area. So those are just a few of the things that we did to help our kids grow in character. Well, those are, it's, it's so practical. In fact, I was just thinking as you were kind of winding down there that um, this whole episode has just abounded with practical examples, really, really good, solid ideas. Um, and you you alluded earlier to the the printables that you are allowing us to offer. I know I, I was looking through them earlier, and you've got a big bundle of printables that is just phenomenal. Can you tell us a little bit about what's in that and how the families can use it? Well, honestly, I don't remember all that's in it. <laughs> I can. Oh, I, I, <laughs> I have a virtual assistant who does a lot of those things for me. So I, but I, over the years, we've put a lot in there. I know we have the character charts. Yes. Um, we have a free week of character lessons. I have written two character curriculums for parents, and um, I wrote those because over the years of teaching my kids, I found there really wasn't much out there that was fun. Um, We used to use Character Building for Families, which I think is a great book for teaching character, and that's what we used, but it lacked, like, it was just basic teaching. So for the younger kids especially, I mean, they would sit and listen out of obedience, but um, I don't think they looked forward to it. So I, I put together lessons that I thought the kids would enjoy where they could do practical, like, games to practice and um, reinforce what was being taught. I did Little Lads and Ladies of Virtue, which is Mm -hmm. for, it's our level one, it's preschool, early elementary. And then after that, I did Lads and Ladies of Wisdom. And they're just fun ways. Um, They take probably 10 minutes a day. And you review every day and they learn the trait, what it means, a Bible verse that goes with it. And then for the first one, they learned three I wills, like for obedience, I will obey all the way, I will obey right away, I will obey with a smile. And they memorize those to help them remember what the trait means. And then we do things throughout the week to practice games and crafts and things. So um, <clears throat> that's something that we did. And 
a week of those or maybe more. I'm not sure. But there are some of those that are in there. If someone's interested in that but wants to see it first, which is very understandable, right. they can download that. Um, I'm trying to think what else is in there. Oh, I think we have children's Bible reading plans in there. Bible reading plans that your kids will enjoy because obviously we want them reading. I also have quite a few challenges. We've got um, a prayer challenge, praying biblical virtues for your children, which is a 30-day challenge. Hmm. Um, we've got one praying scripture for your husband, praying biblical blessings for your children. This is why I can't remember. We've got a lot. Yeah, yeah there are literally, you guys, you need to go grab this. There are 202 pages of amazing practical resources included in this bundle. This is, as I'm just scrolling through it as she's talking, this will help you so much get a leg up and actually get confidence in what you're trying to do because she's going to walk you through, you know, 30 day start. That's a, that's long enough to build a good habit and to, to see the results starting to, to percolate so that you can move forward with it. So, um, cannot encourage you strongly enough to take advantage of these resources. Right. So, well, Kathy, we are out of time now. So grateful to you for spending your time with us today. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I enjoyed it. Well, and to everyone else out there, I I know that this has been incredibly helpful, incredibly practical. Um, and I, again, I want to encourage you, go to the show notes, grab these resources, check out thecharactercorner.com. Again, that's thecharactercorner.com to learn more about Kathy and um, all of the resources that she has there. You can also find them on Facebook, they're on Pinterest, YouTube, um, lots of places to connect with them. Um, But I I just want to make sure that you are engaging with this because like she was noting before, teaching character to your children is going to help them in every other area of their life. It is going to help them be successful. It is going to help them you know, on the academic side, it's going to help them on the spiritual side in every other way. This is foundational. Um, And so I just, I want to encourage you, go find these, connect with Kathy, and then uh, leave us a comment. Let us know different things that have really, um, really been an encouragement to you today or things that have really helped you so that we can pass those as long as well. So again, thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Kathy, for being with us. And I look forward to talking to you all again real soon. joining us today. We believe that every family is called to teach them diligently, so we're here to help. We would love to get to know you this year at one of our four live Teach Them Diligently events, and then throughout the year when you become part of the Teach Them Diligently 365 community. Check out the notes from today's show for more details about what we discussed today, as well as all of these other resources that Teach Them Diligently has to offer. Have a wonderful day, and I look forward to talking to you again real soon.